Hi, I'm PJ and welcome to House Daily. It's good to be with you again today in this uh, strange, weird season that we're having, but in some ways it's becoming a bit uh, normal. I caught myself uh, the other night, we were watching TV, I can't remember what program it was, but I caught myself basically going, no, no, wait, you can't do that, you need to stay two metres apart in my head. Um, I can't remember if they were hugging or shaking hands or something, I was like, no, you need to stay apart. it's weird how normal this stuff has become, how in some ways odds watching some things on TV um, from before are, um, but it's just become so normal. And I'm sure if we ever spoke to ourselves at the end of last year, um, warning ourselves or trying to tell ourselves that this was going to come, we are like, what on earth are you talking about? It is so surreal. And we get to the place of how on earth have we ended up like this, where this is our normal but in some ways it it is um but it's great to have some normalities of before as well and it's why we get together uh, every day to look at scripture together to learn something for us in all that we're doing because actually holding on to these normals these these patterns these rhythms um is really key and it's, it's it was great that in some ways as a church we were thinking about these spiritual disciplines uh, before um because actually these habits and rhythms are so key um so that's why we look at scripture together um and we're getting the moment we're looking at the book of ruth which is this great story of redemption, of of hope in a time of um, real um, disaster in in the life of of, of Israel, of God's people, um, and we just got the prelim of what's happening, of what's happening in the people of Israel, um, of of this family of Naomi and Ruth and her family of of Naomi losing her husband, losing her two sons, of of leaving the land she was and going back to Bethlehem uh, with Ruth, this foreign daughter-in-law that she has. Um, And and we just got set up, the last verse of chapter one um, is like... Uh, ready telling of the amazing things God's going to do because it basically is uh, they arrived in Bethlehem at the time of the barley harvest and if you've read ahead in the book of Ruth or you know the story that's that's so key the harvest is coming um, and we're going to see that um, in today so if you've got your Bibles do open them uh, we're in Ruth chapter 2 we're starting today so chapter 2 verse 1 and we're going to read for a bit as we get in the story so Ruth chapter 2 Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of uh, Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered the field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of the harvest, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the shell uh, the shells behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Baraz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Do not go and glean in another field, and do not go away from here. Stay here with the women who work with me. 
Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men, do not lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Bert replied, I've been told all about what you have done to your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord, she said. And you have been, uh, you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. So we are being introduced to Boaz, who's a real key figure um, in the story. And uh, we set up that, that important note right at the beginning of his um, family. He's of the same clan as Naomi. And that's really key as we come later into the story. Um, and we see Ruth who, who goes into the fields to glean, glean and um, it's part of the Israelite law of this, this process of how it meant to happen and just to put the picture in your mind um what happened is the men the, the harvesters would would go first and they'd cut the grain and then be a group of women following walking along behind them picking up the grain off the, off the ground and then um behind them would fall the poor uh, anyone who was poor would go along and pick up um any things that were missed or dropped and um, because in the israelite law in leviticus 23 um God's explicit that actually that needs to be left for the poor. Don't go back and pick up the extras that you dropped or missed. Actually leave that for the poor. Um, this real amazing kind heart of God. And so Ruth is in that group. And she's probably at the back of that group because there would have been Israelite poor who would have gone first. And she being a foreigner would have been right at the back. back. And Boaz turns up and he spots this new woman. I love that he spots her and says, who's she? And, and what happens, he, he just blesses her incredibly. She offers her protection um, by saying, just work in this field. I've told my men not to lay hands on you. And we don't know um, whether that's because he knew workers in the fields around may have abused her or, or what, but he offers her protection. Not only that, he goes beyond that. He says, come right behind my women and, and, and be the first to glean first to pick up the the scraps not only that but if you ever want water get the water from the jars my men have brought he is just wanting to pour out blessing upon blessing to her and she's like why and he's like, i've heard of you and may god bless you may you find favor with god he just is pouring out this this love and, and grace to her it's an amazing start to the story. But the thing, the, the little phrase I want to pick up on for us is right at the beginning. In, in my uh, translation, it, it has in, uh, in verse three um, that she, as it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz. As it turned out. In other translations, it has she happened upon the field of Boaz. And I think that's such a beautiful phrase that she happened upon those coincidences in life that somehow seem irrelevant at the time. But if we look back, actually, they are such 
God instances of God being involved in, in our lives, particularly in hard, tough times. Like Ruth and Naomi would have been struggling for food. They had no way of working or gaining money. That they were having, Ruth was having to go and clean the fields as probably their, their one or, or few sources of food and income. And she happened upon the field of Boaz, her relative, which becomes so important later on. And for us, actually, it's reminding those times in our lives where we look back and see God's hand at work in the smallest coincidental situations of our life, where we look back and go, how on earth did I end up in this situation? But we know a small moment, a small conversation and accidentally stumbling into the right field at the right time meant that actually God did amazing things in our lives. And that's not to take away from that. She often those sometimes those are in really tough situations of, of life that we're in and it doesn't take away from the hurt and pain of of those situations and it doesn't mean it's going to be all beautiful and a, and a bed of roses no it's, it's the real honesty toughness of life but god is in those coincidences he is in our mess and we look back and go actually how this happened but remind that god is in control god is in control the creator of the world has the whole world in his hands including you and i and all the situations and actually, yes, we live through those and we cling on to him through the storms of life. But know that actually so often he's dropping those little coincidences to guide us into the place where he wants us to be, where we're going to see him grow into amazing things in our life, whatever that looks like. Um, so maybe just today, take a moment to remember some of those things from, from your life already, the, the goddesses, and actually just to remember he is in control. Even if all things are going around, he is in control and we can find real trust in that, that the creator of the world is involved and close to us and in control of the life and situations that we're in. Let me pray. God, I do really thank you that you are in control when actually so much of maybe what we're in at the moment is out of our control. Um, and maybe just find comfort in that. Comfort in the fact that you're in control, and that may not take away from the hurt and pain we're feeling, but knowing that you're in control. And God, help us to rejoice and take memory of the times when you've done amazing happenings in our life. Help us to remember those and to rejoice and praise you in those and, and to pray for more of those. And as those are undoubtedly happening in our lives at the moment and we miss them, to take and heart that actually you are doing amazing things for us. Fill us with your spirit for the day, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining today. Um, I hope you have a good day, whatever you're doing. Be safe, be church, keep washing your hands. Bye.